0: Ladies and gentlemen, in regards to the recent FBI raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, we would like to begin today's episode with a brief public service announcement from O.J. Simpson.
1: Hey, Twitter world. It's yours truly. Well, yesterday I returned from Louisiana Family Reunion uh, to two of my house guests who's in town this week. Uh, One is a trumpet. Uh, He's from Fort Lauderdale, and the other one is just the opposite. (laughs) He's from Miami. And, of course, with all the news being about the raid on Mar-a-Lago and, uh, you know, former presidents of Donald's home, uh, that's what the conversation was about. And obviously, the one guy said, well, they must have something. There's no way the FBI would raid someone's house, especially a former president, unless unless they got some evidence, unless they got some evidence, unless they got some evidence, unless they got some evidence. He said, well, the FBI wouldn't do it unless they have evidence. I reminded him, you recall a few years back when they raided my house in Miami? 15 of them, early in the morning, had to get my kids out of bed. I'm in a robe. I walked outside because they wouldn't tell me why they were there. And turned on the TV because when they arrived, the media came with them. And I saw that it was the SEC task force, a two-year investigation. Hey, I came home. They were leaving. I never heard another word from the uh, ecstasy task force. Actually, a couple of years later, I was getting a pedicure down the street from my house at this new place, and the new owner said she was raided that day, but she was involved and she testified for the FBI against some guys. But she said, all they did was ask me about you. And I told them I didn't know nothing about you. But my point is the FBI can be wrong, even though it's hard to believe that Merrick Garland and some federal judge signed off on this. Unless they got something, I'm just saying. Take care. Right. What's up,
0: Twitter world? It's the Front Row Podcast. Hey, Twitter world. <laughs> I'm just world. saying. How are you?
2: It's me, yours truly.
0: Yes, sir. Oh my God, OJ Simpson, the uh, the pride and joy of of Twitter and the pride and joy of he he is america's twitter account at this point I, i think you'd agree with me there
2: he's the only talking head in the media that i trust these days he has no agenda no you can't buy him he's just oj that's true it's
0: if you want an unadulterated unfiltered take without any bias nothing uh there there's no intent behind what he says that has that's compromised by you know any of the political figures, any brands, because we know he doesn't have any branding deals.
2: That's right. There's, Simpson. there's very little self-awareness. It's just, it's great. Absolutely. He really, he really is talented because he was a football, he, he was like a commentator, wasn't he? In the early did, well,
0: I mean, he was a fantastic actor. I really think genuinely very good in the Naked Gun movies. I I thought he was great.
2: Comic genius.
0: He was. Uh, he actually, a couple that of- me, I can't
2: couple rough spots in the 90s and but other than that yeah but
0: we don't we don't talk about that you know it's funny like Ezra Miller cannot get canceled for the flash but OJ Simpson's career it's like you know imagine if you murdered somebody in the 2000s or in the in in 2022 OJ could have gotten away with it and his career would have been fine
2: if OJ went the Ezra Miller route he could get away with it that's what he should have done that wasn't available to him at the time but okay
0: I am gonna to go to Iceland and join the cult of OJ after this. Yeah. So, what's up, Dante? How are you, my friend? We're starting a little sooner because we were so late last week on on releasing an episode. So now we're we're doing an episode a few days later. This is just we're just resetting the scales a little bit. We're readjusting for the weekly episode. How are you?
2: That's right. I'm good. You know, I went to the beach this week, this past weekend, first time this summer. It's such a hassle to actually get to the beach and then you walk there and then you sit down and after an hour it's like what is what is there left to do so it was nice you have to go at least once a year but
0: i don't know if i'll be back so are you one of those people who see i when i go to the beach i'm like i want to just sit here for like two hours read a book shut my mind off i don't want anybody talking to me i truly enjoy it are you one of those people that just you just get bored pretty easily you're, you're done with it after a half hour
2: I love the beach. I love being there. However, the internet is not that great down there. And after the, oh. the iPhone and everything warped our minds and made us all ADD, it's hard to just sit there in the stillness of nature and uh, and take it for more than you know twenty minutes at a time.
0: Okay, so you're one of those people then. You're one of those people that you need to have your your phone on you at all times. That's true. The beach I go to in Malibu, there's like no service. Yeah. And my wife loves it because I probably stare at my phone on an average. I think my daily screen time is something like nine hours a day. It's it's bad. It's very bad. Yeah. Um, so I think she she loves it because I have no internet, so I have no excuses. So I just I just leave
2: the phone in the car. Yeah, my uh, girl gets mad at me when I'm looking at the phone I'm like, look, what do I have to be the only person in America or the world who doesn't who isn't completely addicted to their phone? We all well, are.
0: Also, the way it works is. Anytime I don't look at my phone for an hour, something huge happens. I I always yeah. seem to miss it. That's just how the timing of it works.
2: Yeah. Like Trump's Mar-a-Lago getting raided. You know, I wasn't looking at my phone. Next thing I know, there it's the big thing happened.
0: Yeah. And what's funny about that is it obviously it's a big story of this week, but I was I got the notification from you. You texted me and you were just like, well, I guess we have to talk about Mar-a-Lago tomorrow. And I just looked at it and I gave you the little like uh, emphatic response you know the exclamation points or whatever and then i just like put yeah. my phone down i didn't even think about what you were saying to me because i was in the middle of something else and then 20 minutes later i was like what was dante talking about <laughs> and then i look and i'm oh my god they finally fucking did it it finally happened i mean they've been talking about this for i, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on they've been talking about this for years that you know and, they're gonna and investigate yet- trump and raid his properties and all that
2: and yet again, Jesse, it's a thing where once you find out the details, you're like, is it really that serious? The, the National Archives rated him because he didn't return literally a cocktail napkin and the letter he got from Obama and some letters he got from Kim Jong-un. It's net you're always thinking, wow, what did they they found, you know evidence that he was fucking Putin or something. No it's he didn't return his letters and then some of his, right. some of his keepsakes from the white house. And they, they were just like, Oh, well, if he's not going to return them, then we're just going to have to go take them.
0: I know. I did see some tweets, uh, from a friend of ours actually shared it in a group chat saying like, out of all the things that brought Trump down, it was the, now if you can argue, this is actually bringing Trump down or not, but out of all the things to bring Trump down, it was the national archives. It's a bunch of nerds working at the national archives. who just want to keep our, uh, all of our letters in order. Um, So what is it? It's he, Trump was, uh, he he went to Mar-a-Lago. He had everything in a safe. He made that, he made that very clear in his statement that they, they raided my safe. And he had a bunch of documents that were supposedly classified, but he, he did cooperate with them back in January. Right. If I'm not mistaken, where he turned over a bunch of documents, but they were suspicious that he, hadn't turned over everything i think is what
2: yeah i think what i can gather from it unless there was something more to it which trump knows what they were looking for because the fbi agents had to leave the warrant they had to give the warrant to somebody on the uh, property when they came in so the nature of what they're looking for is contained within that warrant even if merrick garland uh, is not going to exactly come out and announce it Anytime soon. So at least the Trump side knows. But from what it what I know so far, it's just he didn't return stuff that rightfully does belong to the US government, you know, for security reasons. And it's like, okay, Donald, you know, just return the fucking papers. Is it that yeah. hard? It's like one of those people where it's like, hey, can you pay me back? Or, you know, like that type of person who just won't do the simple thing.
1: He's right. doing
2: that. However, yeah. You sit here and you're like, well, once again, you got me again because it's never five years. It was always the big bombshell. This will be the thing that brings Trump down. Oh, now it's the nerds in the library going to bring Trump down. It's done. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed now. Twenty four hours later, Jesse. Anybody who knows me
0: knows that I'm you know, I don't want to make this channel political. Right. But anybody who knows me personally knows I'm no fan of Donald Trump. I'm just not. However, this is the sort of thing, like, when when this happens, when you find out that the the home is being raided of the former president, and you hear for four years about how it's this giant witch hunt, how, you know, this is all a big, that he's one of the most persecuted presidents in history, I disagree with that, but there are many people who, on, on Trump's, there are many people who've been saying it on Trump's side, that he is, and if, if you find out that the FBI raided your former political rival's home and you don't have anything entirely criminal on him, we obviously don't know yet what's coming out of this, but you don't have anything entirely criminal. It kind of gives credence to that argument that, you know, and Andrew Yang said that actually, hold on, let me pull this up. Andrew Yang, goddammit,
2: where did I figure that Yang gang, Yang banger. I remember I was he, covering for TMZ uh, Andrew Yang like campaign event and I was going up to the people outside waiting in line like, so y'all are some Yang bangers. Oh, nice. They said, well, Yang. Hey, We're here for po- serious political reason. Fuck off.
0: Well, well, he uh, he tweeted and this is getting a lot of a lot of progressives are, are uh, you know, nailing him to the cross right now. But he he tweeted, I'm no Trump fan. I want him as far away from the White House as possible but a fundamental part of his appeal has been that it's him against a corrupt government establishment. This raid strengthens that case for millions of Americans who will see this as unjust persecution. I mean, that's sort of my concern about this is, uh, you know, I'm sure there's stuff in there that Trump did. That's illegal. Like we all know this at this point, but I'm not entirely sure that it's enough to, to get him on anything. And if it's not, then all it is is just like more fuel to the fire for them
2: yeah i mean again uh, i like you i'm not taking a political side here uh i just notice a pattern of the media gets everyone all hyped up oh my god they raided Trump. oh my god the Mueller report oh his tax returns are finally released the new york the sdny is gonna take him down it's finally over ah and then nothing ever happens nothing is proven it ends up that they're taking cocktail napkins out and they're going through melania's wardrobe so i personally after he lost the election uh at at the end of 2020 i said i need a break from politics anyway i was so burned out over the last 10 years really of following things closely that i've just been sickened by it i'm finally like getting pulled back in because there's a little bit of action now like with the raid and then once again it's like uh
0: yeah, I've never been less informed in my life than I have been in the Joe, the Joe Biden presidency. And like, yeah. maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. It's been uh, me- my mental well-being has been good. I'll say uh, my mental health has been solid under Joe Biden, whether I think he's a good president or not is irrelevant. Yeah. My mental well-being is there because I'm just not paying attention. Well, and you
2: what but I've this, been working,
0: yeah, this has changed a little bit. Go ahead.
2: What I've been working on is trying to like divorce my emotions from politics because I think that's a problem that I've had, you've had, the country has had, which is everything is seen through the lens of your emotion. Oh my god, that's my side. They're fucking with my side. And like, no, you need to step back and just evaluate the facts objectively. Because whether you're a, if you're a Republican, Trump's not coming over for dinner. All right, he right. doesn't actually care about you. And Pelosi, if you're a Democrat, she's not giving you a stock tip. So no,
0: but she does have great ice cream in her freezer.
2: <laughs> that's true. And she won't <laughs> share it. I guarantee right. you. If oh, you no. walking, you'd it's be gourmet. Scared.
0: It's she's like, that's twenty dollars a a, a <laughs> box.
2: Nine thousand dollar fridge. Yeah. Um, so I I I've been trying to do that, and like you said, I'm a lot happier. Mm. I feel a lot of my mental health is better. I'm like paying attention to, to my life. It's it's great.
0: Well, that doesn't change the fact, though, that liberals were celebrating this yesterday. Dan Bongino, he was on Fox News. He was like losing his mind. He's like, they're celebrating this. Don't you yeah. mistake it. They're celebrating. They are happier than a pig. And you know what? All yeah. that. And uh, he's not wrong. Uh, if you if you need any proof, here is the uh, the woman who lost to Donald Trump in the twenty sixteen election. Hillary Clinton is back in the news, and she was. Uh, trolling Donald Trump with, uh, when the news came out that he was being investigated, Hillary Clinton promotes, but her emails merch after FBI search of Trump's Mar-a-Lago. Um, a day after the FBI conducted a search of former president Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, Hillary Clinton responded on Tuesday with a tweet promoting merchandise emblazoned with the phrase quote, but her emails, which, has become the sardonic response among her supporters to Trump's many scandals. So this is what Hillary Clinton tweeted, Uh, quote, every, but her emails hat or shirt sold helps onward together. Partners defend democracy, build a progressive bench and fight for our values. Just saying she should add a picture of OJ. I'm just saying. (laughs) Uh, And here is OJ
2: wearing it. Yeah.
0: Imagine OJ wearing a, but her emails shirt. So this is uh this is Hillary wearing the butt her email shirt, the I mean, day was, that Donald Trump.
2: I uh, don't blame yeah. Hillary from a from a personal standpoint because she was her and Bill were friends with Donald. They went to his wedding in two thousand and five. You know we all yeah. know about their friendship before and, and then the the campaign got very very vicious and very nasty. So right. from a personal standpoint, I understand she wants to poke, you know, and good, you know, God, God let her, but. Everything now is um, a fundraising opportunity. and that's what's pissing me off and also making me get further away from the political machine truly on both sides, because I used to be signed up for the Trump email so I could see what would um, well actually, here's what happened. By the way, if anyone, if I ever run for office and someone tries to dig this up, I bought one packet of Trump straws for twenty dollars. <laughs> oh my god a friend of mine was like oh we go into a straw business we can make straws for the environment blah 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 but we need to like learn about the competition so i said okay well let's see maybe we'll make like some some trump knockoff straws all right so if you ever find that donation that's what the story is okay and so um i used to get the trump emails and everything was like 600 match if you donate right now because, you know, Gavin Newsom went on MSNBC tonight. So it's the same thing. But with the Democrats, they're like, I think they were happy about the Roe v. Wade thing. That meant massive, massive fundraising. It's
0: I, I actually and then think then
2: being like, oh, we have to stop this. There's nothing we can do but donate now to act blue and we can finally fix it after, you know, 50 years. We'll finally do something about it.
0: Yeah, obviously Roe v. Wade is like a political disaster for them. Uh, just in terms of how much time they've had to codify it, all that stuff. Like we can get all those details, but yeah, it's good for them because you saw guys like Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports saying that it's like one of the uh, that it, we're going in the wrong direction, and he's been on Tucker Carlson. He's a he seems like a pretty big friend of the right. If I'm being honest, that yeah. seems like a bad. Uh, a bad thing for Republicans where even reports were coming out that Trump himself was, uh, he, he, he said that the Roe v. Wade overturning was a mistake. Um, but you know, my, my whole angle on this is not so much that it's, uh, whether it's good or not for Democrats or Republicans, my whole angle on this is like, I just I'm really concerned that this is really bad for America. And obviously, that sounds very cliche and generic. And I'm being a little hyperbolic by saying, is this uh, just the nail in the coffin of like driving that wedge that needs to be separated for us to get to the point of like civil war, or civil, let's say civil disobedience of some way, because there were tons of tweets that came out uh, after this news broke. And I don't know if you saw yeah. it, but I mean, like tons of unhinged tweets about
2: um uh, it's like the january 6th gang is is back together
0: right marjorie taylor green uh this is the rogue behavior of communist countries not the united states of america these are the type of things that happen in countries during civil war the political persecution must stop
2: Um, i mean here's what i think jesse if it is just the National Archives, we all know Trump knows how to take something and turn it into his favor. Take, for example, just the phrase fake news. Do you remember just in the lead up to the election in 2016, they were c- talking about actual fake news, like the st- stories on Facebook that are obviously fake written by, you know, we yeah. still see them to this day. He took that, recharacterized it as an attack on, uh, on you know, the liberal media and turned it into his right. own yeah. So he knows how to take something. So if projection. Yeah. If this isn't really a big deal and it's just about the National Archives, of course, he's still going to take it and turn it into an attack on America and an attack on you, the, the citizens, and get as much mileage out of this situation as he can. There is the possibility that he could be barred from holding political office and um, based on you know if he were if he were charged with a crime out of this uh, relating to national records but so far he hasn't been charged with anything we don't know if he's going to be you know it just cuz something illegal may have happened doesn't mean he was involved with it but as you said you're worried about how this is going to divide us more because yeah it's going to be played up on both sides more <laughs> yeah. on his side though. for this one more on his side he's definitely yeah
0: well yeah that's my concern is like you know we already saw we already saw the power that he has with january 6th and how he's able to rally his troops for lack of a better phrase um you know i but i just see stuff like people talking about political persecution comparing it to like what happened uh in brazil or in other countries where political rivals get imprisoned um i don't think trump's actually going to go to prison but if that does happen that is the type of thing that it puts America in a very, very dark hole that I don't know if we can climb ourselves out of. And it scares me. I'm not going to lie. I'm not trying to be alarmist, but it scares me.
2: You know, what annoys me is when I'm on Twitter and I see like Lauren Boebert or one of, uh, you know, other, other very active Twitter Congress people saying, if it can happen to him, it can happen to you. Like, Oh, right. (laughs) Yes. The national archives will send the FBI into your home into just any old, you know, plain old John Q Americans home to take back sensitive national documents. I will say, which, you know, of course is, is laughable. I will say it's possible that, you know, he was just buddying up to the Saudis the other day at the live golf tournament, which, uh, by the way, I'm unemployed. So if uh, you need a commentator, we need a sponsor
0: for this podcast, Dante,
2: OJ and I are a package deal. We would love to work for Liv. Uh, He was buddying up and being like, well, we don't know what happened with 9-11. And we don't know. You know, they're my friends. So I Wait, did he say that? I didn't see that. Oh, he said no one's ever really gotten to the bottom of 9-11.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) I didn't see that. I I have to find this. Hold on a second. Yeah,
2: It's, it's, it's crazy. It's like, come on. So, and he's saying, oh, these people are my friends. The Saudis. So. It makes me think, okay, did that kind of, you know, get uh, Merrick or or whoever makes these calls, did that kind of get them to say, you know what, maybe we should just move in and take whatever he's got just in case. We don't need Mohammed bin Salman looking at anything that Trump took home from the White House. You know, because he's the type of guy who will be like, oh my God, here's this letter that I got from Kim Jong-un. You know, here's my letter from Obama. Here's here's this. You know, we don't even know what it would be.
0: Well, see, I was wondering if like the, some of the documents that he was concerned about getting out are things that he's just concerned about that are going to like make him look bad, uh, like on surface level. It's stuff like, oh, Trump used to, you know, brush his hair for two hours in the morning. And so it's some sort of like transcribed uh, document. That's the sort of stuff that I think Trump is trying to hide. I mean, we already know that he did the quid pro quo on Zelensky. We already know that the PP tape is probably only 50% accurate. You know, that there was probably some truth to it, some falsehoods to it. There's already, we already know all the bad stuff about Trump. I think Trump really only cares about the stuff that like makes him look less manly. That's what yeah. I, I bet there's a bunch of stuff in there that, that has, that's compromising in that way. That's I'll be, true. I found it, by the way, I found it. I so this it. is what you're, uh, chrome tab sorry hold on hold on so trump hosting saudi golf tourney trump has forgotten he used to blame kingdom for 9-11 yeah praising the saudi regime as very generous golf benefactors trump is suddenly fuzzy on who he thinks brought down the twin towers (laughs) oh this guy he's the gift that keeps on giving Oh, I have to fuck fucking Rolling Stone. What is with the you know yeah, it's but so they, annoying that I can't go to a website and I have to pay for them to read a story. I have to pay them to well, read a story, especially
2: Rolling Stone. you should be you should be happy anyone's yeah. on the website in this day and age, but you can still see the yeah. quote right there. Okay. Nobody, the president, the former president told reporters that nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11. Oh my god. That we know that the the hijackers were Saudi. We know that. Yeah.
0: We don't know if it was Osama bin Laden or not. It's yeah. you know what he's doing? He's he he it's very smart what he's doing because he's doing both two things at once. He's massaging the relationship with Saudi Arabia while simultaneously like giving a little giving a little wink and nudge to the like the Alex Jones base that that is so fervently a supporter of him.
2: Yeah. Um now what do you think Jesse? This is the big uh question on everyone's mind. Does the raid make him more likely to run for president and possibly even announce before the midterms.
0: Well, like you said, it depends on uh, whether or not this, what they find could potentially bar him for running from office because that is part of it. That's an element of this where it seems like that's, A, that's probably one of the big motives behind uh, this raid, and B, like it's an outcome because... I guess if you are found to have withheld, you know, sensitive classified documents, you're deemed unfit for office. It's a federal crime. You can't run for office again. So it depends on the outcome of that. Now, how long Democrats stretch this out for? Are they going to stretch it out long enough that it leads up into the midterms? We don't know what the political uh, football of this is going to be. I think it only helps them, to be honest, because his base was already his base to begin with. This changes nothing for the people who support him. This isn't like the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard stuff. This is the Trump base is the Trump base. They are not going to sway one way or the other based on what the National Archives uh, did. It's not going to happen.
2: Oh, yeah. And I think based on what we know about Merrick Garland, uh, by the time he announces that trump is barred from running off, uh, running for office holding office trump will have already run and won and he will be president already for like several months and then they'll be like well but we can't do anything about it he's already in not that i'm looking for him to be taken out I'm not taken aside here again i am divorced emotionally from politics i just me i'm just me in my shower here
0: <laughs> right well see. i oh that's you're in your shower are you you're recording the front row podcast from your
2: shower all right i'm in prison okay are you in the ukraine
0: with steven seagal right now
2: i'm in the ukraine with my good friend steven seagal oh my god did you see him by the way
0: well i mean that's sort of why i brought it up um I, i mean speaking of a guy that's uh spent his life sort of devoted to uh, well, no, wait, that's a bad transition. I'm sorry. Scratch that part, Dante. I was going to say something. It made no sense whatsoever. Um, Speaking of prisons, how's that? Does that work? Sure
2: does. Steven Seagal.
0: Steven Seagal was at the uh, Ukraine, a Ukrainian prison. Um, I don't know if you saw this.
2: Um, Steven Seagal for anybody who doesn't know has been living in Russia for years now literally so for it, is, years. He,
0: is he not like ever in america i know he was granted russian citizenship i know that so he's yeah, he never in the united wonder, states
2: i don't think he comes back like it makes me wonder did he have some kind of he knew some case was about to come his way and he just got out of the country i don't like a, he did like a polanski thing i don't know uh allegedly right. don't sue blah 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 but he, he is there. He's a friend of Putin. He's like Gerard Depardieu, the big fat old French actor. He's a friend of Putin, and he enjoys the, the spoils of Putin's many wars. And there he he's is. He's looking
0: more and more like Gerard Depardieu, if I must say so myself. He's,
2: he's Look at that Hell's Angel. What is that? Oh, God. Is that a he, always,
0: he always wears that. Um, he it's almost like uh the whole Kogan thing, he's or no, what Brett Michaels, the guy from Poison, Poison, right? right. Is that the band? Always yeah. covering up his hair, uh, doesn't want to look like shit. balding, he looks terrible. <laughs> he looks like, I Brett, mean, yeah. although he is a national treasure, just not our nation, but he is a national treasure. Uh, I mean, Steven so- Seagal from 1989
2: to 1994 to me is a national treasure. That run of films that he made. Oh. still hold up to this day in terms of how bad they are but enjoyable
0: well have you i don't know if you've ever seen executive decision with uh, uh who's goldie yeah. hawn's husband again um
2: kurt russell yeah that's kurt russell me.
0: yeah it's a great film i mean the, i remember seeing that as a kid and like just loving the fact that it was like there was no plot it was just action the whole way through i love that and to Steven me was in it, i think for, like the first 20 minutes or something
2: yeah, that's where he lost it. That's That was like the end of his golden age. And I heard that he was, uh, you know, spoiler alert, but I think he gets killed off in that movie. And he was very In the first upset. 20 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: He's only in it for like 20 minutes. And I remember seeing it. I was like happy about it. I was like, to me, as like a nine-year-old or 10-year-old when I saw it, I was like, oh, what a twist. They marketed him on the cover, but he dies in the first 20 minutes.
2: But
1: he was, know how much he was upset because he was
0: off.
2: Yeah, he was like, Why, how are you going to kill off Steven Seagal this early end of the movie? And you know what? He was right, because you're sitting there expecting to see Steven Seagal on the airplane beating people up, and then you, you, you're you denied that. I they marketed him.
0: The okay, so I haven't seen it in like 20 years. I, I saw it when I was like yeah. 12 years old or something. I just remember when I saw it. And yeah, I, I he was marketed, I remember, on the cover as the co-star. So right. I could imagine that was probably pretty frustrating for Steven Seagal fans. Well, anyways, he's in the Ukraine, and I don't know, he's trolling a bunch of Ukrainian uh, victims of war or prisoners of war. But he was uh, a vote actor, Steven Seagal. Of this is a TMZ report. Uh, of uh, I don't know if you have you ever heard of TMZ, Dante? A vocal supporter you, you of Vladimir used to work Putin, there, right? Yeah, you right. were
2: a paparazzi for no.
0: TMZ. Morgan Tremaine used to work there.
2: Morgan Tremaine forced us to, to right. follow around uh, Amber Heard.
0: Right. Actor Steven Seagal, a vocal supporter of Vladimir Putin, showed up at a Russian-controlled prison camp, the site of an explosion on July 29th that slaughtered at least 50 Ukrainian prisoners, as you do. Um, so here's a picture of Seagal standing in front of a bunch of Ukrainian prisoners, You know, identifying yeah. with them, showing them support. Uh, Seagal seems to be surveying the wreckage, eyeballing some of the shrapnel that killed the Ukrainians. There were hundreds of Ukrainian prisoners in the camp at the time of the blast. Putin bestowed Russian citizenship on Seagal back in 2016. This after Seagal spoke out in favor of Russia's annexation of Crimea. So here this he is, is like
2: I'm, I'm trying to figure out. So he's going there. Is this like a fake humanitarian showing that we care mission? Uh, yeah, I don't know what this was. Because like, be there's, no there's no way he would just go of his own volition to a Ukrainian prison and and, and visit without Putin giving the OK.
0: Right. I, I don't know what this was, to be honest. I was trying to get a read on this and I was trying to have a take on this. And I really couldn't come up with one because I, I genuinely have no idea like what his angle is here um, because he's a he's a fan of Putin, supportive of Putin, but standing in front of uh, Ukrainian victims, prisoners of war, I I I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't I don't have a take on it. To me,
2: it, this has got to be a Putin troll. He's like, yeah, sure. We, we, we show compassion. We'll send Steven Seagal. Oh, <laughs> like, fuck you, you, you Zelensky.
0: Right. I will, not, I, I will kill your people, and I send Steven Seagal to show them mercy. Yeah,
2: it's like a big fuck you. I'm going to send Steven Seagal. Look at him right there with his arms crossed. He looks like a his, panda. Oh, my God. Did he say any good lines? That was the best. Thing. He he was the only guy who rivaled Schwarzenegger for good lines back in that eighties and nineties uh, era.
0: You know what? Maybe uh, maybe he's there to train Ukrainian soldiers in his uh, Steven Seagal style Taekwondo to uh, you know to try to get them when when they you know how you, you your prisoners force like oh you want your freedom well you have to fight for Russia now you know you have to you have to join Russia so he's there <laughs> to train them
2: i'm going to take zelensky to the blood bank right as
0: oh my this reminds me by the way we, we should go back to this hold on
2: it reminds me of those aoc photos at the border <laughs> i'm trying to find let me let me let me pull them up here
0: so to all those ukrainian soldiers don't worry you're in good hands because you've got this man to train you
2: Whoa. (laughs) I couldn't even see what was happening, it was fast. Look at that. Holy shit.
0: This is better than WWE, by the way. (laughs) Were these guys paid
2: to do this? They were probably threatened with death. Right. You embarrassed. Mr. Seagal.
0: Oh, my God. Still one of my favorite videos since I was like 19 years old. And he never like. Oh. He's taking
2: it seriously. If you look at his face, he's taking it very seriously. Like He
0: he hits this guy hard. Boom. Just fucking takes him out. (laughs) The guy's up there just like, okay, I'm going to pretend like Steven Seagal is going to take me down. And he just absolutely clotheslines him in the neck. Watch this. (laughs) oh Oh, my
2: god anyways the story that uh rob schneider used to tell when he was on howard stern because he did a movie with steven seagal and he says one one day seagal comes out of his trailer and he goes i just read the greatest script ever written and rob goes really who wrote it i did (laughs) (laughs) He's fantastic. Now, hold on. Let me see if I can share these. If I can share these photos. Okay. Share. That's right. It's a contest. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, this is like... all pictures look like these photos to me. Now, listen. Obviously, AOC at the border. It's a different situation. You know, it's very sad down there. I agree. But... (laughs) It reminds me of these a little bit.
0: Well, I have always said that AOC is the Stevens is is uh the Steven Seagal of the left.
2: Yes, that's yeah,
0: true. I've always made that comparison. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Oh my god, man. Well, with all that going on, speaking of Trump and Seagal and I don't know how to make this transition, Dante. I've I've had two uh booch crafts. I'm 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 a little buzzed. I'm flowing right now. Mm-hmm. But I I mean, one thing about the Trump era that did really genuinely did scare me was just how the early days of the pandemic and how the virus had popped up and how coronavirus just took over our lives. Whether you think they did it right or wrong, not gonna argue with you anymore. I'm over it. I've moved on, right? But I I mean we got monkeypox now, Dante. We've yeah. got coronavirus, we've got monkeypox, and a report has just popped up that we have a new virus. We this is the last thing we need right now, but
2: well, can I be honest, Jesse? This is actually the only thing I need right now. now not okay. a lot of people are willing to admit this, but 2020, the year that the virus broke out, was probably the greatest year of my life. I totally agree. I, I you and got, I
0: have a different perspective. Yeah. We should share this story. We but we were working
2: yeah. from home. We were getting paid our full salary, and right. once our work was done for the day, all I did is play video games and listen to like podcasts, and, and you know, drink wine. It was fun. Fantastic. Every day, I wish I could go back to 2020. In 2020, I was sitting there yeah. saying to myself, this is the greatest year I've ever had, and I know it's ending one day at a time, and I wish there was some way to stay here. Hold that thought,
0: because I want to get back to that. Um, but and so, and so now we're living in an era where we've had three viruses. We've had coronavirus, we have monkeypox, and now we have the zoonotic virus known as oh god i knew this name earlier and now i've blanked on it the Hepina virus also known as langia oh it's the Henipavirus virus also known as langia Henipavirus virus
2: langia that was a contestant on american idol about 15 years ago wasn't it oh
0: well i mean that makes sense uh also known as lave livey that can infect humans has been found, a virus that has been, oh, it's an animal-derived henipavirus virus that can infect humans, has been found in East China's Shendong province and Central China's Henan province, and so far infected 35 people in two of the provinces, according to an article published in the New England Journal of Medicine. The new type of henipavirus virus was found in throat swab samples from fibrile patients in Eastern China with a industry of contact with animals in recent times.
2: Oh, God, can you stop whoever's over there having contact with animals? Can you stop, please? I mean, again, for us, 2020 was great, but like, leave the fucking animals alone. I
0: stop. mean, how many bats and how many pigs need to need to meet up before we just decide let's just separate our food?
2: What kind of animals does it say? uh i don't you know what dogs please just dogs and cats
0: scholars who participate in the study point out this newly discovered H- henipavirus may have come from animals associated with febrile cases the infected people have symptoms including fever fatigue cough anorexia myalgia and nausea
2: anorexia the fuck uh, isn't that a uh, long-term condition
0: yeah that is how do you get anorexia from a virus i guess you get it and you just don't want to eat Which I guess that's what what it is.
2: That's
0: another way of saying loss of appetite. Let's just say loss of appetite. Um, Thank you, doctor. Right. Uh, From this, uh, the Hendra virus and the Nipah virus, which is the combination of the two words.
2: That Nipah virus, they need to start calling it Langia because Nipah is going to, you know, people are going to trip up on that word. (laughs) Say something very offensive.
0: Right. Sure. It can go two ways, too, by the way um nipple this, virus How about right. that?
2: we're going nipple virus
0: uh this genus are known to infect humans with fruit bats as natural host of both viruses
2: it's so, the bats again
0: yeah it's always the bats
2: leave uh-huh. the bats alone please
0: this isn't a situation where it's like hey let's keep the bees alive you know don't don't kill off the bees because they're good yeah. for the environment like no we should kill off all the bats yeah point. you know what jesse mean, actually... the bats need to go you've had a good run like ace ventura 2 was a great movie i know that guano and all that that was funny we had a good run we had some good jokes it's time to go i think it's time to commit genocide on all bats
2: send them to mars jesse elon needs volunteers send them to fucking mars let them operate mars
0: great test subject yeah that's all we need let's colonize mars and let's also spread a virus at the same time
2: i just Um, wanted i just suddenly remembered it actually wouldn't be good for you and i for a new virus to take over the world because there is no one paying us to stay home this time. So
0: right. Okay. So let's get, bad. let's get back to this because, uh, now is as good of time as ever to talk about it. Um, well, we'll, we'll, we'll keep some things close to the vest here. That's right. Um, but so what we're referring to is when we were, uh, we were field camera operators for TMZ for, God, I started in 2008. Dante came along in 2010, 11, 11. 11. And, you know, we were in the field for a long time. We had grinded it out. We had, you know, we'd never worked in the office. We were always in the field driving 50 to 60 miles a day. It was a grind. You know, it was a lot of it was a, it was a lot of time spent out in the sun. And then along comes a little thing called coronavirus in 2020, and we were, uh, we were scared. Everybody was scared, but we also saw an opportunity to, uh, hey, let's maybe let's not have to work in the field anymore. That'd be nice. We sent an email to the office explaining our concerns with being exposed to coronavirus, and then we got a response that we were pulled from the field, right? And we that got to right. go. Uh, we got to work from home for a little bit and try to get interviews over Facetime, and we got to do uh, Zoom interviews with celebrities. It was nice. It was a good little two months.
2: Jesse, it was the greatest was well, probably eight months of my life.
0: Okay, so it was only the whole yeah. camera crew. We got to work from home for the first time ever. I mean, we were we were field workers, and then coronavirus comes around, and we have to quarantine because California shut down. I mean, like everything was closed. Newsom shut everything down. There was nothing to do in Los Angeles, so we were just forced to stay home, and Our job was to get interviews in the field, but we were pulled from the field. So for eight months, nine months, 10 months, our job was to sit at home. Basically. I I sent two emails. Jesse. I know. We worked really
1: hard. hard.
0: Now that we don't work there anymore, I can say, I don't think I've worked less in my
2: life. That was you. I was working hard every day. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, it was
0: fantastic. I wish we could go back. If I could go back to that first like five months of working from home and the pandemic, I, I would give anything. Mm-hmm. It was right. so nice.
2: And anyone that's listening to this right now that lost a family member or, you know, or had jobs, file, yeah, file for bankruptcy, I really feel bad because when the Langia hits, that's what's going to happen to us. Right. But. God damn! If we can't reminisce on the best time in our life, I caught up on so many shows and movies, and just had time—just time, just time uh, to think.
0: I had a uh, like a whiteboard on my wall with like all the movies white. I wanted to watch and TV shows I wanted to watch. It could have been a blackboard. I'm not—I don't discriminate. No. And I—I I had all my TV shows, movies that I wanted to watch, just a whole list of things. And I—I I, oh my god! I was working out. For like the first time in my life, I was exercising three times a week on the clock. I was just, I I, I was doing workouts. I was doing yoga. I was like, why the fuck am I doing yoga? I was doing yoga because I had all the time in the world to do yoga. Why not try new things? It was incredible. I remember just like going, I would go on a walk every day for an hour. I would draw, I would take a drive down to the beach and there was no traffic. Oh yeah! Never, no traffic in Cal- uh, in Los Angeles. You said oh you said what?
2: I thought like, oh my god, I'm gonna walk every day for the rest of my life. I'm a, I'm a walker now. That hasn't it, happened since we went back to work, but no, since the world returned. But uh, it was great at the time. It was really fantastic. However, let's be honest. Now that we've been through it, I don't think that anyone would go for another lockdown. Right? No.
0: It- it's not going to happen. I I just genuinely think if if you tried to lock down again and tell people, oh, you can't, uh, especially business owners. I mean, you can't put them through that again.
2: No, I just not going to people like after, yeah. especially after January 6th. People would just be like, no, we'll just storm whatever we need yeah. to storm until you end the lockdown. Um, they tried to do it a little bit with monkeypox. They try to be like, "Oh, you got to get scared of this monkeypox." Even when everyone just ignored it and they're like, uh. "I mean, don't get me
0: wrong. I'm a little scared of monkeypox like I don't want to get it." Yeah, uh, but- you're but- going to get it
2: if you go to, I don't know, a gym locker room. Isn't that where you're going to get it? It's it's a lot harder to get and a lot more mysterious. They're not coming out and saying how cl- like how do you get it? Is it I have no idea on an I airplane.
0: Mean, I don't know. I mean, I
2: Go ahead. Yeah, YouTube is probably going to demonetize this if we're if we're giving misinformation.
0: Right. All I'll just say is just be safe. Make sure that you uh, you know wash your hands, wear a mask.
2: Maybe like fuck with gloves on or something. I don't know. Oh man, know. could you
0: imagine if it was monkeypox first and then COVID? Oh. Imagine. I just wonder how things would have been different.
2: Yeah. I'll take a shutdown, but God.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm worried that like a lot of this stuff is going to keep happening just because of how you know Bill Maher harps on this. I, you know, Bill Mars, you know, we talked about Spielberg, how he's lost it. Bill Maher's lost it a little bit for me personally, but you know, he's made this whole thing about how are we going to be, uh, you know, such germaphobes from COVID that we're going to, you know, not have natural immunities built up for like other airborne illnesses that are out there. And so, are mm-hmm. we, is this stuff more likely going to spread now? I mean, it is a concern. You have to wonder.
2: Oh okay so what are they saying about langia Is it is it really a threat is this another well, like bird flu like
0: so from what i've read it is more uh serious than covid but it's not necessarily more of a concern if it, that makes it, any sense
2: it's not as contagious as covid
0: Right. So it can cause severe disease and anim- disease in animals and humans are, as, are classified as biosafety level four viruses with case fatality rates between 40 to 75 percent, according to the data from World Health Organization. Highlights this is much higher than the fatality rate of coronavirus. However, there are currently no vaccine or treatment for henipavirus, and the only treatment is supportive care to manage
2: complications. I like the way they write that. However, like, however, it's going to be okay. No, like, however, there's also no vaccine. Right.
0: That was a weird way of writing it.
2: Uh, it's terrible the, to
0: say. The cases have so far not been very fatal or serious. So there's no need for panic, said Wang Linfa. I remember, though, a lot of people saying that for COVID. I mean, that was like at the beginning, there were a lot of people saying it wasn't. Uh...
2: Yeah. I, I got an interview with Garcetti where uh, right after Biden won the Democratic nomination, and uh he was there, it was a press conference, I was there, been around many presidents, you know, in my time. Mm-hmm. And I met Biden. Garcetti, uh I want to hear about that in one second. Garcetti mm-hmm. was just like, uh, no, we don't have to worry about anything. No, we're not at the point where we need to like not go to sporting events. No, it's not gonna be that crazy. No, 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 no. And then like two weeks right. later, we shut everything down.
0: Of course. I mean, that was a lot of it. I remember, you know, I took a lot of my medical advice from Dr. Drew. And he was he was very adamant that we, there was nothing to worry about.
2: Yeah. So you met Biden. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: well, here, let me just to say, just to cap this off really quickly and I'll get to it. Um, the cases of HANIPA virus have so far not been fatal or serious. So there's no need for panic, says Wang Linfa. Sounds like a rapper, a rap, a professor for the in the program in emerging infectious diseases at Duke. Um, adding that it's still cause for alert, as many viruses that exist in nature have unpredictable
2: results. Okay, so, so th- this could be another one of those media is trying to get something going. Remember, right. after Trump and after coronavirus, everyone lost interest in coronavirus. They kept trying everything. They kept trying racial stuff. They would try new diseases. They would try the. It's just like anything to keep to get those profits back to Trump levels. Well, none of it worked. You know
0: how we chase views on YouTube. I mean, the media—they chase ratings. Yeah, That's what they do.
2: They love this because it has a you know kind of like a, a, a foreign-sounding name, right. virus, Langia, and you know, monkeypox just sounds like uh, I don't know a candy or something. It sounds like a candy you can get at your local CVS. What, kind of, what
0: kind of candies are you eating, Dante? <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! It was like
2: a kid's get- What was that shit they used to eat that? Um, it was like really citrusy in your mouth and it was really um, oh yeah jizz <laughs> that was like a norm mcdonald joke
0: oh my god oh i dude i don't know about you when he died i watched so much norm so many norm mcdonald clips on youtube he was he great. A, he had a great bit about uh, this is way off topic, but he had a great bit about the Germans when he, on, on his last appearance on Letterman. He had this great bit. He was talking about um how uh you know everybody's talking about North Korea, how we should be scared of North Korea, but you know what I'm scared of is the uh country of Germany. It's like <laughs> I don't know if you guys are history buffs or not. <laughs> 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 and he says but uh back in the early part of the last century, the country of Germany decided to go to war. And who did they go to war with? The world. <laughs> <laughs> and then about 20 years later, there was that Gleisen, Gleisen, Gleisen guy. And who did he go to war with? The world.
2: <laughs> it yeah. was a
0: great bit. It was so fucking funny. God, I miss that guy. Love that. Um, but yeah, uh so no, I I do not, uh, monkeypox is not like a jizz, citrusy drink, just for people that, so YouTube doesn't demonetize us. I want to make that clear.
2: That's right. We don't want to clear up that misinformation. Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, but to get back to the Biden thing, I, I met him. He said two words to me. I was at a fundraiser event when he was running against Bernie back in the uh, 2020 primaries. Mm-hmm. And I went to a college out in, God, I forget where it was. It was a community college out in, I want to say it was like downtown-ish. God, I, I really can't remember. But I was there all day and I got some B-roll. I have a photo of it. Maybe I'll share it. Maybe I'll splice into this clip. I have a photo of me. I, I take a selfie and I've got Biden right in the background. I'm trying to remember what I asked him about. It was, it was. I'd have to look at the clip. I asked him about something and he said, Hey, how you doing, man? Have a good one. And that was it. He didn't answer the question. So this technically, was real- I met the president of the United States.
2: This was for work. Yes, I was oh, there.
0: Okay. I was there for TMZ. So I'm like kidding you. I would not spend my whole day at a Joe Biden event if I if you're not paying me. Not paying yeah. I, I have nothing against him. Just you can't pay me to go to those things. It's a bunch of weird people are at political rallies. I don't. You've covered a few of them. But oh, yeah. it's the people that wait in line to like meet political figures. It just. It's a whole yeah. weird thing. I don't I don't I'm I'm not into it. It was very strange.
2: Um I miss I miss when he used to challenge people to push up contests. He needs to bring that back.
0: I did I I you know he did rub my leg hair a little bit though. Is that, that was, true? Um, no. <laughs> I, I, I missed. did Joe Biden. Did you ever, no, do you ever see that clip where he's talking about how he is rubbing his hairy legs? Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
2: Did he sniff you?
0: No, but he uh Smoked oh smelled good, God, it's really amazing how people of different eras just have different, a whole different uh, style, a whole way of being around other people. I just can't imagine myself like going up to a woman that I don't know, like grabbing her by the shoulders and like whispering in her ear and smelling her hair and just thinking that like, even if it's on camera, on camera, I know cameras are there. I can't imagine doing that. I just, I, I can't imagine thinking that that's okay.
2: Well, you know what another president said, you know when you're when you're a star, you can do anything. you can grab him grab him by the shoulder.
0: Jack. right. right. Grab him by the leg hair, man. <laughs> Have you seen Dark Brandon, by the way? No, Oh my God, the dark Brandon memes are fantastic. let's let's do this really quick before we dark go to the next topic. Brandon. This dark is, Brandon. Is Black Adams nemesis. What is this? So you know the whole thing of let's go Brandon, right? Yes, I do. So uh the left has sort of co-opted the, uh, the 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 Brandon meme. Uh-oh. Is this, this like when they
2: when they call it the Putin price hike?
0: No, but so it, they they've co-opted it. Okay, hold on. I got to pull this up. This is so fucking funny. Um, where is it? Okay. I got it.
2: Give me a second here. Yeah, I'll give you a second, Jack. Challenge you to a push-up contest. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. All right. Did he so, steal that from Obama? He might Obama, have. Obama goes, come on, man.
0: Right. Well, now that's just racist, Dante. <laughs> that's just racist. Okay. So the dark Brandon meme was this meme. I believe it was from. So it's a, it was supposedly a, like a Chinese uh, like smear tactic by like Chinese bots or something to make Joe Biden look evil. And then it became like the Dark Brandon meme, which is like, now it's like a superhero meme where it's like, uh, Dark Brandon's here to end all this malarkey. Mm. That's, That's sort of what it is. So what is the Dark Brandon meme that has taken the White House by storm? The phrase, let's go, Brandon, started off as a dig at President Biden that spread quickly online, became a political slogan adopted by the president's critics on the right, including President Trump. The phrase became popular among Trump's base after a TV commentator mistakenly interpreted the crowd's background chanting of fuck Joe Biden as let's go, Brandon, in support of NASCAR driver Brandon Brown. But recently, the use of the phrase has shown signs of shifting. The White House has attempted to reclaim the let's go, Brandon, catchphrase in wake of recent wins by the Biden administration via a new dark Brandon meme that has flooded the Internet uh Oh, uncomplimentary dark Brandon memes first started to make the rounds online shortly after Biden was elected president, according to Politico. So it started as a bad thing. And now the left has co-opted it in their favor as like a joke meme. So but on Sunday, new imagery started to gain popularity on Twitter. One that was complimentary. Some shared images of Biden as the dark Brandon, ominously darkly lit Terminator-esque images of the commander in chief with bright red eyes. Dark Brandon is crushing it, tweeted Deputy White House Press Secretary Andrew oh. Bates, oh, who fuck. shared a fo- <laughs> who, shared- worry, dude, <laughs> who shared a photo of Biden with laser red eyes that shed your malarkey has been going on for long enough, Jesse, kiddo. I tell
2: you, this sounds like the people who think like, oh, the National Archive nerds are going to bring Trump down. Right.
0: But look at this. How fucking funny is this? Your malarkey has been oh. going on for long enough, kiddo.
2: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: so this is Dark Brandon Brandon right here. Um, uh, so Rob hey, Flaherty. Like a,
2: that's like the what? Bitcoin eyes, right? When you're into Bitcoin, your eyes are supposed to look like that. Oh, is that what
0: it is? I wasn't I aware of that. So. Okay. So White House Director of Digital Strategy, Ron Flaherty, tweeted a similar image on Sunday. Chris Murphy joined in on the online, tweeting out an image of Biden as Dark Brandon. A you senior. Know, so go ahead. Yeah.
2: What I don't like about this is all of these white house people tweeting it out. That means it is, it's perfectly safe and inoffensive in any way that they are. Like they, they focus grouped it and they're saying, okay, uh, dark Brandon, we can go with that. that's how we're going to take it back. Dark Brandon. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's good. Right. Until someone comes out and says, well, we yeah, like of course. Then so, they're gonna but, be like, oh, we didn't mean to offend you, but
0: genuinely there are like very funny dark Brandon memes out there just by Twitter users because i think that's how this always starts this happened with the morbius movie with jared leto Oh yeah, how morbius is this atrocious movie it was so bad and i saw it it was it was i i couldn't even honestly i i paid for it on itunes couldn't sit through it um hold on so i couldn't i couldn't sit through morbius the content i made a video about it the content around morbius and the whole like, it's Morbin time meme that came out was right. way funnier and way better than the movie itself, right? But then what happened? Sony gets in on the joke. They start doing it, they're like, oh, we can make a profit off of this. We can turn a profit off of it. And they get Jared Leto to post a video of himself reading a script for Morbius 2, quote, It's Morbin time, right? So they try to get on the joke. They re-release Morbius in like 8,000 8, theaters or 80,000, I forget what it was, nationwide. They're trying to make money off of the meme. What happens? It fucking bombs. It only makes like $85,000, like something like $80 per theater or something like that. Just totally bombs the first night, the first weekend. Just an example, this is basically the same thing where the White House political, the political left trying to co-opt like a a meme movement. And the point I was trying to make in my video, and this is something they'll never understand about the internet, is that memes and these sort of like viral uh, sensations that happen online where people will all join in and throw throw memes together and, and we kind of Reddit forums and groups and jokes. Everybody comes together, it's not meant for corporations or for people in power to join in on because that itself becomes the meme. Once you join in on the meme, you're creating a whole new one altogether and you're just making yourself even a bigger fool.
2: As soon as White House deputy director Andrew Yates is like, uh oh, watch out, MAGA. Right, oh, exactly. Brandon's coming for you. Like, Rolling did Stone
0: they- just did an article on this, like basically saying the same thing. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead.
2: If Kamala comes out and goes, "We did it, Dark like Brandon," then you know that shit's dead. Right. So Rolling Stone did an
0: article. The Dark Brandon meme has di- died from a terminal case of cringe. Uh, ugh, another fucking article that I can't read. Fuck
2: Anyways, me. fuck you, Jan. Basic- basically, basically, this
0: article just says that, like, because the white house has joined in on it, trying to like capitalize on the joke. It it becomes the joke itself. And now it's just cringy and it's, you know,
2: yeah, no one's really doing Biden humor. I I used to enjoy uh, when he was vice president, the onion had an interesting take on him as some kind of like, you know, guy who would be repairing his motorcycle in the garage on weekend, like, you know, with a ponytail. It was just, it was bizarre, but it was funny in, in like an absurd way. This type of stuff of like Biden's coming, watch out. Like we know he's not really, it has to be rooted in some kind of truth. Like, right. Is he doing the job of president? Sure. But is he like commanding and like making people quake in their boots? No fucking way. We know that that's not the the, the reality.
0: No, but that's why it's funny. That's why it was funny. Like in the beginning that people actually tried to make it a thing. It was a, uh, I think it sort of stemmed from the right using it as a way to uh, make Biden look like old or look like a, uh, like an out of touch uh, political figure. Whereas, and then the left sort of co-opted it, it left memers online co-opted it as like, Oh, he's actually like this superhero, uh, which is funny, right? Whenever a big company or a big, uh, political figures or anybody gets involved it just becomes like okay now the joke is dead the joke is officially dead when the lamest people in our uh in all of our platforms decide to to chime in on it that's when it's time to move on to
2: a new one anytime a joke comes from white house deputy director it's it's, it's, oh. it's done.
0: no not a good sign that your joke is doing well uh you know who's not doing well dante hitler ezra miller oh well, Hit- did you say hitler He's not. Well, it's been a while, but he's yeah,
2: been dead for yeah. seventy years.
0: Well, some people are. Some people say a lot of people have been talking about it that, that he's still out there.
2: People say that Hitler was at yeah. the Mar-a-Lago. Uh, Ezra Bill, Miller, really quick. Cook.
0: My dad knows Chris Matheson, Hitler. the guy who wrote, oh. <laughs> the guy who wrote Bill and Ted, uh, excellent adventure. Oh, nice. Chris Matheson. My dad grew up next to Michael Jackson's estate in Hidden Hills. Actually, he grew up. Like in the uh, next to the property that uh, eventually became Michael Jackson's estate in Hidden Hills back long time ago. Before, so just to, uh, be,
2: just to be clear, not Neverland, but just no.
0: his estate. He he didn't know Hitler and he didn't know Michael Jackson. Okay. Let's be clear. Um, so he grew up next to it, and and the Mathesons lived there. Richard Matheson was the the uh, novelist who wrote What Dreams May Come. He wrote. Um, I Am Legend that was eventually turned into a movie oh, yeah. with Will Smith yeah and yeah yeah so his son is Chris Matheson who wrote Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure the trilogy with Bill, the Bill and Ted trilogy and he also wrote Mom and Dad Save the World uh, which was a movie that was anyways I remember that uh, he was writing a story about how uh, it never got released. So I, it could be totally bad that I'm even saying this, but never got released. But it was about how like Hitler and Mussolini were actually frozen. And they were they like it's like Encino man. where like they wake up like 80 years later in present times. And then they like yeah. they try to take over the world again and nobody knows who they are. It's a pretty funny
2: idea. Argentino so. man, it was called.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true. Well, do you know who I don't care for right now, Dante? Take a wild guess. His his name rhymes with Schmejma Schmiller.
2: Oh fuck! That I fucking guy. Can't stand Ezra Miller. I never cared for him.
0: Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I'm apparently Hollywood still cares for him because he's a. Uh, the Flash movie is going forward with with release. Um,
2: yeah, Jesse, you know this guy can't do to, anything
0: to get canceled. I mean, I mean anything to get canceled. Well, this crazy, guy, literally...
2: yeah. The crazy thing is, we talked about him on our last episode. I think it was our very most recent episode. Passively,
0: and, didn't even talk about him much.
2: But we talked about him and how they were going to keep moving forward with the Flash with him as the Flash. And since our episode, he's been charged with a crime and in Vermont. Still in Vermont and it's always somewhere weird like Vermont. It's never just LA. He's always up in the woods somewhere. And still he's they're they're going to release the flash, right? With, with yeah. Ezra as a saw. Okay.
0: Yes. So here's what happened. So he was charged with felony burglary in Vermont. Um supposedly he robbed some people of alcohol. Uh it seems to be the story. Be- be- before we move on,
2: is that him in the corner in that video? <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> let's 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 close that because this is actually about underage grooming, so maybe we shouldn't be joking about that. Uh, Before we move on, I had said, um, actually, no, let's go because I I'm, I have a point to make. So Ezra Miller charged with felony burglary in Vermont. Ezra Miller, the embattled star of Warner Brothers' The Flash movie, has been charged with felony burglary in Stamford, according to a Vermont State Police report. Vermont State Police were notified of a burglary complaint from a residence in Stamford at 5.55 p.m. on May 1st. Police found that several bottles of alcohol were taken from the residence while the homeowners were not present. After collecting statements and looking at surveillance videos, police found probable cause to charge Miller Miller with felony burglary into an unoccupied dwelling. Um, I mean, this guy's been driving around the United States with like a loaded handgun and body armor for like the past like month and a half. I mean I mean like a legitimate public safety issue with this guy driving around was um, he
2: at the capitol on January 6th Jeez. he might
0: he might have been this is the craziest part of the story that I haven't seen a lot of people harping on I, this blew my mind I don't understand how, I, I want to understand the context of this a bit more. According to a Rolling Stone investigation, Miller has been housing a 25-year-old mother and three children who are between the ages of one and five. At the Actors Home Ranch in Stamford, the property doubles as an unlicensed cannabis farm and has several firearms on the premises, according to the report. One source who spoke to Rolling Stone alleged that the one-year-old child was found with a loose bullet in their mouth. It's unclear whether Stamford property is one and the same. A loose bullet in their mouth. Okay. I, I mean, first, we have to, first of all, it's just an allegation. It's just, it's a claim. This is the one of, Dante. This might be one of the craziest celebrity stories I've ever seen. And we worked one, at TMZ for like a decade ever since.
2: Yeah. Someone like Ezra Miller should never be allowed to live on a ranch because he's got too much space to do weird shit out there and kidnap people and all that. Or, you know, allegedly, but he's never in one them. place at
0: the same time though.
2: Whatever you want to do. He needs to live in an apartment building with a lot of people who will overhear whatever weird shit he's going on. He's got going yeah, on. And, he needs know, to, to live in an
0: Oakdale building.
2: He's the kind of guy who does like the most dangerous game on his Stanford, Vermont ranch one night with a one year old. Total right. sick fuck. I can't stand him. I don't know what's crazier. The, him or the people who support him and like the whatever fan base he has that has Warner Brothers so scared to just kick his fucking ass to the curb. I'm sick uh, of Ezra
0: Miller. God. Okay, so you mentioned that, and I'm actually big, fired up. A big part of this is the fact that so D- this girl named Dakota Fire Eyes is that her name D- Dakota Iron Eyes. Uh, she's she's a Native American descent. And her parents were very much concerned about her safety, right? Excuse me. So they were basically accusing Miller of underage grooming. And, you know, you can go back and look at all that stuff. She's been like an adamant supporter. She stood by him the whole way in all of this. And. So th- there are so many incredible details that you can look at in this story, but I think that's a big part of the reason Why? Uh, there hasn't been much when there's backlash, but there hasn't been much of a a pushback on Miller's career is because this girl has stood by him so adamantly.
2: Um, Well, also, well, I don't want to interrupt, but I think another big reason why there hasn't been a backlash, unfortunately, is because most of us don't know who the fuck he is. I only know him from these headlines. And even then, it took me like, four months to finally click on a headline and be like okay who is Ezra Miller what's his problem what is he from we just hear about the problems but we don't know who it is so when you don't know who someone is it's like it's hard to get hyped up and uh, to to do a, a backlash
0: I want you to listen to this quote because I, I, I agree with you about that but I do think he's becoming more prevalent in the headlines now where people are starting to know a bit more about him but this is the quote that like Really showed me that this is um th- this is kind of a, a scary situation for this girl because she like she's so adamantly standing behind him that it it feels like when they're when you're like in a cult or when you are a victim of Stockholm syndrome in some way you you start to love your captor the person who who is owns you and is
2: stockholm syndrome
0: that's what i'm saying um it's
2: happened to you a couple of times right your, yes your, your kidnappees started to love you
0: her name her name is michaela and she's my wife oh. so uh where the fuck is this article
2: uh in dakota i gotta get, get the hell this, bro. you 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 look for it i'll, I'll talk dakota yeah. this is messages for you you're not going to be Sasheen Little Feather. You're not going to be picking up an Oscar for this guy like he's Marlon Brando. Get out now. He's a menace. Dakota Iron Take eyes. your children, take your family, leave the ranch in Vermont. Is- Let him just, you know, get sucked into the earth somehow. So Dakota
0: Iron eyes has, has spoke out the day. So when Ezra Miller was arrested or, or was charged with felony burglary, she spoke out and said that Ezra. By the way, I don't know if we've if we have referred to Ezra as he. I apologize. We gen, it, It's not intentional. We've, we've had a but few drinks.
2: We're not. We're not misgendering. Yeah,
0: we're, not, we're not trying to do that.
2: Them. So, She's, them. We're just so
0: fucking pissed off
2: about that. I feel right. like Alex Jones. <laughs> so I to about ezra miller.
0: dakota iron eye speaks out says flash star ezra miller never groomed or abused her so this is the day after ezra miller was uh charged with felony burglary um this is the quote that like really got me and i have to find it really quick because so there are a lot of things you can go read this business art insider did an article about it uh, there are a lot of things in here she says that dakota told insider that these allegations were very false claiming that, um, that Dakota and Miller were caught having sex, uh, in December of 2021. But when there was a point where supposedly Ezra Miller was yelling at Dakota ironize about how she, how she applied her makeup. And in the article, you can see, first of all, it says that, uh, uh, they the parents claim that Ezra violently dragged Dakota Iron Eyes out of out of Ezra Miller's house. Um, that uh, that Eddie, that Miller confiscated uh, Dakota's phone for safety, and Dakota told Insider that um or sorry that Ezra Miller. Oh, God damn it, Dante! I've had a few too many drinks.
2: Listen, I'm pissed off. <laughs> um, You've been calling her Dakota. I know. And I called her Dakota. Meanwhile, I think it's Takata. Is it Takata? You've been misgendering Ezra Miller and calling this this poor woman. Is it Takata yes? Iron Eyes? Dakota. Oh, my God.
0: Well, I've said Jackass. It's Takata?
2: You've been calling her Tucker Carlson.
0: All right, fuck this. I'm moving on. Anyways, so (laughs) at the Vermont farm in May, Miller again hid that Takata's phone. uh, Miller again hid Takata's phone from her and at one point screamed obsidian at her for wearing makeup, Ignatius said. Somebody named Ignatius. I don't know.
2: Anyways. When is he going to run out or they? When is they going to run out of money? They can't be having that much money at this point. I doubt that Warner Brothers had signed them to a new deal. Like, what? It's.
0: I wonder about that. That's interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know how much Justice League paid uh, and then getting the the deal for the Flash movie. I mean, this Flash movie has been in production, it feels like, for like three years. At, at the Vermont farm, uh, there was an allegation that he yelled at uh, Takata Iron Eyes saying, because she was wearing makeup that uh, he didn't like. And he said, what the fuck are you doing putting on this fucking clown paint?
2: But hold on, Jesse. There's no way it was like that call. It's probably like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) The fuck are you
0: doing? Fucking clown paint. paint?" Yeah, right. (laughs) So Takata says she was never screamed at. She she says that this happened though, but that people were just mistaken. Quote, that was queer dialogue about a badly applied rouge on my part, which I appreciated. I think the fact that a catty comment made by a queer person about makeup being considered abuse is actually quite homophobic rhetoric. So she's projecting it onto the the critics of this happening. And she's like being uh, it's what is it called when like the victim of like is being uh, she's like being apologetic towards Miller. Like basically this has all the ingredients for groom- the v- being sort of like a Stockholm Syndrome type of situation where she's b- being so apologetic for her captor that she can't see anything bad about what he's doing I, I mean I don't want to get too involved in their life and if she genuinely likes him I apologize I'll admit I'm wrong down the well, road I mean look it's, she's but it she's, sounds like she's, she's very
2: yeah yeah she's impressionable you know this guy or this they is a big star you know in Vermont out here who cares but in Vermont definitely they is a big star uh so I don't necessarily blame her for going because what is she 16 right? Oh uh, God! How old is she? Or she was at some point during this thing. By the way, am I? She's am I eighteen. Out of line? Now, but he's known her since she was twelve. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's she's 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 like, oh, it's so cool. I know a celebrity. So yeah. But know, this just sounds to, keep... to me
0: this this type of quote right here. Sorry, Dante. It really does sound to me like somebody who is protecting their abuser in yeah. some way. That's what it sounds oh, no, like. No. That that's that she, is that, the verbiage of somebody who protects their abuser
2: she definitely is i just don't necessarily think you can blame her because she's so young like she no knows not at all she's in a, a victim couple of years in this. She'll, she'll be like oh god who the fuck cares about ezra miller i can't believe i was so into that
0: yeah that do night. you think do you think that she is in like three or four years gonna come out and like the michael jackson victims who came out like years later like wade robson who defended Michael Jackson in court. I'm not comparing Ezra, what Ezra Miller did to what Michael Jackson did. Let's just, or what he allegedly did. Let's just put it into context here. How Wade Robson defended Michael Jackson in court. He was one of his primary key witnesses in Jackson's original trial in like the late 90s. And then makes the documentary with HBO about how you know Jackson raped him and how he was uh, a victim of yeah. uh, pedophilia. Is no. this a similar situation where you think that maybe Dakota Iron Eyes is going to uh, come out maybe in a few years and and, and acknowledge that what happened to her was uh, inappropriate?
2: I think so. I think as she grows up, she will look at it through more adult eyes. You know, your brain is still growing. Well, she worships him.
0: I mean, he's like a cult yeah. leader. He's, he ran like a cult out of an Airbnb in Iceland, supposedly. He's like
2: a cult well, guy. Yeah, and like you he said, like he's not that Ger-
0: charismatic, though.
2: He and Jared Leto, yeah, he's like a wannabe Jared Leto. You know, Jared Leto has that island cult where he walks right. around dressed like Jesus, and but people are into it. It's big. It's well, like the Revolve Festival down there. This is a uh, three people, and one of them's a baby <laughs> on a ranch in Stanford, Vermont. He's trying, but he's failing.
0: There are some other quotes here that are that are pretty incredible. By the um, way,
2: correct me if I'm wrong about this, Jesse, but you testified in Michael Jackson's defense, didn't you?
0: We don't talk about that on the podcast. I've signed a I've signed a, a non disclosure agreement um, because
2: you grew up near his estate, so you were a first
0: hand oh, witness. Business Insider has done it now. I, I clicked wow. on this article and now I have to pay for this shit. Oh, I think oh, I have.
2: But by the way, am I? Can I? Do you hear that siren? Yes. Okay. Sorry, I live in. I live in uh, South the, L.A. Do you, also, am I wrong? Ahead. I'll just say this one thing. It's kind of a non sequitur. Am I out of line to take a little bit of umbrage with this idea that only that it's queer dialogue to criticize someone's makeup? Like, is that specific to the the queer community where when the, you can't criticize makeup? I That's mean, not I think queer if, dialogue?
0: If you're a straight guy, like criticizing... um like a cross dresser like who are the like a uh, Katia or whatever her name is from uh, but, uh, we girls who like to watch what's that show on Netflix we like to watch on Netflix those uh, the 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 cross dressers like if you're criticizing them like as a straight guy saying oh I your like your makeup looks maybe you're being you know yeah uh,
2: no but homophobic that, that, that's in some like way. that's if you're going and criticizing people who are you know dressing of the opposite sex or, 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 you know, transgender. I'm talking about the way she put it sounded as if, Oh, that's queer dial. Like that belongs to the queer community. Criticizing. Oh, you apply makeup. Well, I see. What are you talking about?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not i uh, I'm not a part of that world enough to know the uh, answer to that question.
2: I just, I just don't like when groups of any kind try to claim things that everyone does for themselves oh claiming ownership over
0: something and then if you make any sort of comments about it yeah right
2: if i criticize the makeup that you put on before every podcast now i'm appropriating queer dialogue if this is makeup makeup,
0: i've got a real problem because i'm getting some lines on my forehead i wish i was putting on makeup god um yeah well that's i i agree with you um i'll have to consult my wife she's the woke one in the relationship so she'll she'll answer that question i'll get back to you on it
2: why don't you consult her over a glass of adrenochrome that you took out of a republican baby's body
0: oh my god i wouldn't be surprised if that's what ezra miller's doing to be (laughs) honest
2: he's he's going for that yeah he's going for that so you've heard those conspiracies right democrats eat babies yes and, of uh, course drink adrenochrome i
0: mean come on <laughs> like we were all in our 20s once um you know it's funny <laughs> so we were talking about this last week to to cap off this miller thing we were talking about the uh ceo of discovery warner brothers and why the fuck they're still going on with this movie the, the flash movie right. uh this is the last thing i want to share before we before we move on from this but um i was making a uh a com- I was basically I had a theory about why this movie was they were still going forward with it and I said either this movie is the Flash is so fucking good that they just can't uh, cancel Miller they just can't cut cut ties with him because uh, you know it's so good that they uh, this is like their big competitor with Marvel that it's, it's worth it for them. They've done the calculations, the financial calculations, and that they're still going to make enough money that it's, it's worth not cutting ties with them. Or they're just trying to bankrupt HBO Max so that Discovery can become the top dog in the, uh, in the streaming wars. Um, and then I see this article. So there's this tweet by this guy, Jordan Zacharin. Deadline story on Ezra Miller's latest crime represents the absolute apex of Hollywood trade publications. Nothing will ever top this astonishing peak performance. It's from a Deadline article, right? So take a look at this article. The latest Miller incident follows a temporary harassment prevention order they received over the summer from a 12-year-old and a mother in Greenfield for allegedly menacing them. Also, the parents of 18-year-old Takata Iron Eyes filed a protection order against Miller, accusing them of grooming and brainwashing their child. Miller also had two arrests in Hawaii involving a dust-up at a karaoke bar. And then the next sentence, we hear that Warner Brothers brass are very excited by the Flash. We've also heard those who've seen test screenings and that the Andy Muschietti-directed movie, which features both Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton's Batman, is amazing. (laughs) this is exactly what i was saying they just fucking love this movie so much that they can't they're just like fuck we can't we got to take the l on the on the public relations side of things well you know why we're willing to let this girl get fucking abused and groomed before we uh before we cancel this movie
2: here's why they know that comic book movie fans can be some of the most racist misogynistic you know kind of crazy people out there not all of them not the casual fan or like even like a good fan like yourself but like there are like the internet fans who love to you know when they cast a black stormtrooper in star wars all of a sudden they're just spewing racist bile at them those fans aren't gonna not see this movie because of Ezra Miller. They right. know that once they drop this bomb on the fans right. of the of the Flash, a bomb in a good way, that they're going to make a fortune. So yeah, the- they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, right, Ezra, huh, take him out of the credits, like, okay, big deal, took him out of the credits. So what are we going to just watch the movie and be like, no, that wasn't Ezra Miller. He's not in the credits. Right, he wasn't in I- this movie. Stupid.
0: Yeah, this is a thought Whatever. that I'm having off the top of my head right now. Um, is this like a sort of a side effect of like the pro? post trump era where there was so much over hyper reaction to scandal that now scandal has kind of become part of our cultural norm to the point that it just doesn't have the same impact that it once did
2: absolutely i mean again to go back to the top of the show oh my god they raided mar-a-lago for the national archives uh it's always a letdown and as i've said i think on this show before definitely on the dante greco show youtube page you can't march and get upset about you can't take to the streets for everything because if you take for the street to the streets for everything then it has no meaning it's white noise so we are so worn out from everything being a scandal and you got to cancel everyone's a horrible person if they're not completely perfect that yeah there is a definite backlash to say we don't give a fuck is the movie good if the movie's good we're gonna go there we're gonna watch it and we're gonna leave and uh, we're gonna spend two hours of our life there and then we're gonna go home and not think about it or if you're a fan you're gonna think about it you're gonna love it either way yeah jesse you're right
0: well that's my concern is that like we put we put so many people through like a moral purity test that like it becomes like you said white noise or it becomes so obnoxious that it's just like it's not worth listening to that it gets dismissed and then when we actually see like a real problem in front of our eyes, that's like a, that should be a serious concern. Like this girl might actually be in danger, like every day of her life for all we know that we're, uh, we're more likely to ignore it simply because it's become easier to ignore. It, it, it's just become sort of more culturally, um, uh, uh God, I don't know how to put this, but it it's become so ingrained into our like zeitgeist in a way where it's like there's outrage on everything that it, out the idea of outrage has kind of worn out its welcome, and it just shouldn't. Like there should be, we should still fight for people who need our help, but I'm worried that's what we're running into right now.
2: Well, that plus. The economy is bad for a lot of people right now. And, you know, when your personal life, when your pockets get stretched thin, it's you for you to find empathy for people you don't actually know or have any connection with and put energy towards that. Uh, So I think it's just a combination of the two. We're we're burned out on outrage and people have too much negative stuff going on in their own lives that they just don't have the bandwidth to care about. Takada Iron Eyes being stuck on a Vermont ranch right now.
0: Yeah, of well, course we
2: do. I mean, I I care.
0: I, I I care. I mean, I I really don't want to support this movie, but yeah, I, if it's I'm good, definitely not.
2: I'm, I've, I've been anti Ezra Miller for for weeks now.
0: Yep. No, fuck that guy. Um,
2: that day. Fu- <sighs> fuck him for making us have to. Correct ourselves that many times. Again, we're not misgendering we him on purpose. Yeah, out of being big in it, we don't care. We'll call you whatever you want. It's just, I've hard had a to few remember. too
0: many bootch so I apologize, uh, but they need Copala. they need to calm down and get their shit together. And maybe they need help. For all we know, genuinely, they they might need serious mental and they emotional do. counseling. Ezra Miller, not they's not the two of first. them. Not the plural of those two, but they, like Ezra Miller. What is that? Um, Theme? Right. right, Anyways, I'm going to spend... So this weekend uh, is my wife's birthday. We are going to Iceland to to an Airbnb. uh, Ezra Ezra Miller is going to be hosting us. Um, (laughs) Nice little getaway. Wish us luck.
2: You're going to wake up with a bullet in your mouth.
0: Yeah. What are you going to be doing? What's up with you?
2: uh just hitting the field um maybe i'll go to the beach again i know i said earlier like it's too much of a hassle to go but i'll probably end up going again
0: give it a chance give it a chance to turn your phone off ignore the fact that you don't have service just leave it in the car and just be one with the wind my brother yes thank you all right well uh so you're hitting the field uh getting more content for the dante greco show don't forget to like and subscribe. Go to Dante Greco Show on YouTube. Subscribe to his content. He's got a good interview with a former co-worker of ours at TMZ. Um, it's funny. Right.
2: It's, He's the founder uh, of the, the Paparazzi Safari Celebrity Walking Sightseeing Tour. Um, right. It's great tour. He, he spills all the lurid details, and it's a lot of fun. Talk about billionaires and their love lives and all kind of great stuff.
0: Go check it out. And uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, turn on notifications to the front row if you're new here. Um, Yeah. Anyways.
2: And just remember, if they can raid billionaire Donald Trump's Florida compound searching for sensitive national materials, it can happen to you. That's right.
0: That's right. Just if you if you what a country are we living in that you can't.
2: Uh in the banana classified Republic.
0: information from the United States government.
2: We're living in a banana Republic department store, Jesse.
0: All right. Well, this has been a fun episode, Dante. I think that we covered a lot. Oh I look God. forward to the next one. Um, next week, if you're still watching this video, we're going to have on a very special guest. So don't miss next week's episode. It's going to be a good one. We're going to talk about instagram and how people run meme pages and how sex workers are mixed into the meme pages and how it's a whole racket so don't don't miss next week's episode i think you're gonna like it uh anyways this has been the front row podcast thank you guys so much we love you all my front row sexuals and robo sexuals out there
2: have a good one peace out